The New York Rangers finally start a game strong. Alexi Lafreniere scores a goal that needs to be seen to be believed. Pretty much everybody contributes, and the Rangers actually score a power play goal. All that and much more on today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers. Welcome back, Blue Shirts fans, to episode number 798 of the Locked On New York Rangers podcast. I'm your host, John Chick. Just want to thank you guys, as always, for making Locked On New York Rangers your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms, including YouTube. And today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONNHL for $20 off your first purchase. And so, yeah, the Rangers obviously uh, snapped their brief two-game losing streak with a much more complete effort against the Washington Capitals. There wasn't a whole lot to nitpick in this game as far as uh, negatives for the Rangers. The only time where it felt like the Capitals were getting a little bit of a push was maybe after they scored their first goal, and that cut the Rangers lead to 3-1. And you know, the Caps had the Rangers back on their heels for a couple of minutes there, but nothing too egregious for the most part. I thought the Rangers were in control of this game, and uh, there was never really a reason to believe uh, that the Rangers would not go on to win this game. I know some Ranger fans were a little bit concerned after the last two games games uh you know the the over or no the uh, the regulation loss to the devils 2 to 1 and then the 3 to 2 overtime loss against the buffalo sabers the only reason that i had any concern over those two games is that those games continued kind of a uh, an unfortunate trend that the rangers have fallen into recently where they're starting games slow uh beyond that though i i didn't think there was any you know cause to sound the alarm or anything like that i mean the game against the devils Good competitive game between uh, two teams that very well might meet each other in the playoffs, uh, quite possibly in the first round here. Of course, the Rangers can only play the Devils or the Canes in the first round. It's one or the other, so uh, we'll see how that whole thing shakes out there. But uh, they lose a tight, you know, physical game against the New Jersey Devils by a goal. The next night, you're on the road against Buffalo, and I I thought it was just kind of one of those nights. You know, it's the second game of a back-to-back. Uh, you're coming off of, like I said, an emotional, uh, you know, high-stakes game against the New Jersey Devils in terms of the standings. So a little bit of a letdown there, I guess, against the Buffalo Sabres. Uh, I had a feeling they would snap out of it in this game, and they did. They got a little bit of a challenge from Gerard Gallant, and they got it together. And uh, this is a nice bounce-back performance and the type of performance that you like to see uh, with your team so close to the Stanley Cup playoffs at this point. We're down to just five games remaining in the regular season. Uh, I was a little bit concerned about this game for a different reason, though, and it's not because the Washington Capitals are some outstanding team this year. They're not. Uh, But it was because I had a feeling there could be some trouble. And that's just the nature of the beast when you've got Rangers Capitals. There's no love lost between those two teams. And we'll talk about some of the fireworks uh, that occurred in this game a little bit later in today's episode. But first, uh, I I did want to talk about uh, the Rangers finally getting off to, you know, again, a a very nice start in this game. I thought they kind of hit the ground running. We've seen them have better starts than this one overall. But, you know, this was a step in the right direction, I think, for the Rangers, uh, a Ranger team that, you know, has, has largely been... A little bit slow out of the starting blocks, at least in recent history. But hopefully, like I said, this is a step in the right direction, and uh, they'll snap out of it in time for the playoffs here in terms of how they start these games. But I wrote down just a couple of plays here that I want to talk about, you know, that happened fairly early in this game, uh, certainly in the first period, and just kind of highlight them to kind of illustrate the fact that the Rangers got off to a better start here. Uh, To begin with, I love the fact that the kid line got to start this game. They've been the Rangers' most effective 
uh, line recently, and you're in a situation here where you're looking for a better start. And I, I think there was no better line to try to provide that and try to get you to hit the ground running than the kid line. And they were out there with Mikola and Fox to start the game. Philip Hedel had a chance on the rush in the first 20 seconds of this game. Shot one a little bit wide. Uh, a little bit after this, a uh, great play by Mika Zibanejad, stealing the puck from the Capitals as soon as the Capitals got over the Ranger blue line there. And Mika steals the puck clean and skates away with it. Uh, you had Trocheck going to work on the forecheck. This is all within the first two minutes of the game. Everything that I've mentioned to this point, all within the first two minutes of the game. Uh, shortly thereafter that, the fourth line's out there for their first shift. Uh, VZ and Mott both went in hard on the forecheck, delivered a couple of hits in the corner behind the Capitals net there. So that was good. We had a good solid hit from Braden Schneider in the neutral zone, forced the, ice, or forced the Capitals to take an icing not too long after this. Um, and we're getting to the point here where, you know, by this point, it's about midway through the first period, and the Rangers not really getting a ton of scoring chances. I mean, you had the one by Filipito there that looked pretty good. Um, not a ton of shots on goal either, but again, just skating a little bit better, uh, competing a little bit harder than certainly they did at the start of the Buffalo Sabres game, and spending more time on the attacking zone. All positive uh, changes here from the Rangers uh, from one game into, into the next game here. Um, the Capitals did get one really good chance when the game was still scoreless. You had Smith getting to the front of the net, but you also had Igor Shesterkin moving to his left, uh, making a nice stop there, freezing the puck and uh, getting the face off. Uh, you got a big hit by Jacob Truba in the defensive zone. Philip Hedl with another chance from the doorstep, could not convert there. Um, the other thing that I like, uh, you know, early in this game for sure, but really the, the game as a whole is the Rangers did not take any uh, bad penalties in this game. They were only called for two penalties. They killed both of them off. Uh, so a nice job in that de department as well. Uh, you certainly want to clean that up heading into the playoffs. We've seen the Rangers take some, you know, just unnecessary borderline boneheaded penalties in recent games. So it was nice to see them uh, get away from that either. And like I said, this is not a perfect start for the Rangers. We've seen them explode out of the starting blocks in certain games. Uh, you know, I certainly think of uh, the, the two big wins, the two big shutout wins against the Penguins and Predators. What was it, like 6 nothing against the Penguins and then 7 nothing against the Predators? Uh, they exploded uh, at the start of both of those games. We didn't see that here, but we saw, you know, a more urgent start and just felt like the Rangers had their heads in the game, had their legs going, and they were just ready to play some hockey here uh, for an afternoon start time, which can always be a little bit tricky in and of itself. You know, these guys are creatures of habit, and sometimes you get that 1 p.m. start time and everybody's a little sleepy, but uh, there was none of that here. The Rangers did a really nice job uh, hitting the ground running at the start of this game. I'm going to keep everything rolling in just a second. The Rangers, uh, we haven't even gotten to the two goals that the Rangers scored in the first period. I definitely want to talk about them, including the just ridiculous highlight reel goal that was scored by Alexi Lafreniere. And we're going to get to all that good stuff in just a second here. Uh, but first, I just got to let everybody know that today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by Game Time. Buying tickets to your favorite events shouldn't be stressful. Game time, is the, game time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater near you. With killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee, you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun that you're about to have. Forget planning months in advance. Game Time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. Get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, theater, and more. The Game Time Guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less, Game Time will credit you 110% of the difference. It's the fastest growing ticketing app in the country for a reason. Get images of your seat before you buy so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. 
Buy tickets in a matter of seconds, two taps, and you're all set. Tickets are sent directly to your phone so you never have to dig through your email. Snag the tickets without the stress with GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONNHL for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code LOCKEDONNHL for $20 off. Download GameTime today. Last-minute tickets. Lowest price. Guaranteed. All right, we just want to thank you guys, as always, for making Locked On New York Rangers your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. So we just got done talking about, you know, obviously the hot start that the Rangers had to this game. Uh, again, just playing with a little bit more urgency out of the starting blocks there is very, very nice to see. And it led to the Rangers eventually uh, getting rewarded for their efforts with a couple of goals uh, fairly late in the first period. To begin with, you've got Keandre Miller giving the Rangers a one to nothing lead, what turned out to be a game-long lead. Uh, two very nice passes in the neutral zone. The Rangers just moved the puck up the ice brilliantly here. Uh, you've got Truba, you know, passing out of the Rangers zones, up the boards to Tarasenko. Tarasenko is just shy of the Ranger blue line, makes a great cross-ice pass to the other side of the ice to Artemi Panarin. Panarin passes ahead to Vincent Trocek. Trocek going toward the net on the left side, plays the puck through his own legs, takes a shot. Kemper makes the save, uh, but Miller is there for the rebound. He buries it. Great job by Keandre Miller reading that play, getting in deep on that play, and uh, once again, burying the backhand to put the Rangers up one to nothing. And this uh, move that Vincent Trocek here made, you know, between his own legs there, First of all, really nice move, but it also kind of set the stage. It was almost like a foreshadowing clue of what was about to happen just two minutes and two seconds later when Alexi Lafreniere scored because Lafreniere basically did him one, one better. And anybody that watched this game, you guys know what I'm talking about. But yeah, just over two minutes later, an incredible goal by Alexi Lafreniere. You got Hedl passing to Lafreniere. Lafreniere is moving like from the left side to the right side of the net. He's slightly on the left side. He's moving toward the right side and obviously going toward the net uh, in general there. And he passes the puck to himself or plays the puck between uh, his own legs and gets it to his backhand and, you know, flips the backhand shot into the net, gives the Rangers a 2 to nothing lead. When he made this move, there was an audible gasp uh, from the Capitals arena here. You know, it was one of those plays where, you know, it had the holy bleep kind of effect to it. And it was very, very reminiscent. It was actually almost identical to the goal that Lafreniere scored against Detroit last season. Uh, if you guys remember, it was actually on the other side of the ice. When the Rangers were playing Detroit, they were going from right to left on the screen. Um, and here, obviously, they were going from left to right on the screen. But it was the same deal. You know, Lafreniere moving from the left side of the net to the right side of the net, uh, playing the puck between his own legs and scoring on the backhand. And uh, props to Rangers Twitter. They, they tweeted out that, uh, it shall be known going forward as the Lafreniere. And I, I think that works. We've seen him do this twice now. And uh, if he can pull this off a couple more times, maybe even in the playoffs, I know in the playoffs you see less of things like this because everything's so tightly contested. There's less space to work with. But I would not put it past Lafreniere to be able to score on uh, the newly named Lafreniere. That's what it's going to be called going forward. And uh, we'll know it when we see it because he's done this twice now. Like I said, uh, the goal against Detroit last year, and it was around the same time of the season last year. It was getting late in the season. And uh, this goal this year, uh, almost identical. Like I said, they were just going uh, to different ends of the ice on, on the camera there. But basically the same thing. Um, and something that, that also stands out about this for me, you know, the kid line just continues to produce. You had Lafreniere and Kako each scoring a goal in this game. Philip Hedl, 
with the assist, he assisted on Lafreniere's goal here. Just very, very consistent. And, you know, it's not all flash and skill with these guys. They go to work. I mean, I mean they really do. They get out there and they work for it. Um, I got a couple other highlights I want to talk about from the kid line here because they could have ended up with a far bigger day than they had. Um, got a little bit unlucky at times. Um, but, you know, they also accounted for the goal that made it 3 to nothing. A little bit later in this game, uh, you had Philip Heedle, uh, passing from the corner to Alexi Lafreniere. The shot was blocked. Uh, then puck goes back to, to Miller, and then Kako steals the puck behind the net. Just a good prolonged offensive zone possession here for the Rangers. Uh, Truba shoots wide. Miller goes into the corner to get the puck. He starts to move behind the Caps net, but then he passes in front to Capo Kako, and Kako finishes from the doorstep. Uh, Kako made this whole thing happen by, by just turning in some really good blue-collar work behind the capital net. So basically, uh, the puck was along the boards behind the Caps net and a little bit of a fight for it along the boards. Kako, you know, big-bodied kid, he uses that to his advantage. He shields the puck away and keeps the play alive and then ended up passing back to the point. And a couple passes later, you know, three or four passes later, in fact, the Rangers end up scoring a goal and it was Kako who finished uh, right there from the doorstep. But I don't think it happens uh, without Kako, you know, first going to work. It's nice to score the goal and everything, but he went to work behind the Capitals net, kept the play alive, and you see what it leads to here. Just, just fantastic work by the kid line pretty much the entire game. You've then got, you know, just, I think this was actually the next shift for the kid kid line. Could have been more than one or two shifts later. Um, but Kako puts a shot off the crossbar, and uh, Kemper was not stopping this. He, he was beat clean, rings it right off the crossbar. Um, you know, just, just a little bit unfortunate there, a couple inches lower, and that probably goes into the net. Uh, a little bit later after this, you had Lafreniere almost getting a stuff-in goal. Uh, Kako with some great puck work to set up Keandre Miller for another chance. And, uh, yeah, I mean, they, they just delivered the entire game, and uh, that's great to see. They they really are the key to the Rangers potentially making uh, a deep run in the playoffs this season. But you love to see this. You love to see these three guys arguably all playing the best hockey that we've ever seen them play. I know Heedle had, like, an awesome stretch earlier this season, so I guess he'd have to give the nod um, to that stretch that Heedle had. But, I mean, he, he's playing well. Kako's playing well. Lafreniere's playing great. Um, they all seem very, very confident right now, and that's certainly uh, what you want to see going into the playoffs. Uh, I also want to talk a little bit about the Ranger power play because that's been the subject of some scrutiny lately, both on this podcast and from Ranger fans as a whole. They had four power play opportunities in this game. They went one for four on the night. I just kind of want to break those all down real quick. And then after that, we're going to turn our attention to some of the nastiness and some of the fisticuffs in this game. We'll get to that in due time. But first, the Ranger power play. We want to see this uh, unit start clicking before the playoffs roll around. We want to see them settle on uh, the line combinations for the two power play units. First power play for the Rangers in this game I thought was a little rough. You actually had a couple shorthanded chances for the Capitals. We also had uh, Kane making a centering pass to Panarin. Panarin had a shot turned aside, so there was a good chance there. You know, that's getting toward the end of the power play, but overall that this wasn't the best. It wasn't the smoothest Ranger power play. It took them a while to get set up and really produce any scoring chances, and really uh, that was the only scoring chance that they had in, uh, in this power play. It was a nice save by Kemper there. They, they could have scored there, but that was the only chance that they created. Uh, the second power play, you know, it, it starts with the Capitals almost immediately getting a two-on-one rush. Uh, fortunately, they made an errant pass during said rush, so they didn't even get a shot away. Uh, but then, you know, the Rangers, they're trying to go to work. They at least, you know, maintain possession in the offensive zone, but nobody's shooting. There's just a ton of passing here. Um, Panarin tried to force a pass in deep that simply was not there. It got broken up. It got cleared. And then about halfway through this power play, you get Adam Fox taking a hooking penalty. So obviously not a good power play there. Uh, the Capitals ended up getting a five on three out of this. 
Uh, but they did not score. Igor Shesterkin with a really nice save on a scramble. You get Igor Chance on the road, which is always cool to hear as well. Turning our attention to the Rangers' third power play. Third time was a charm. You got Philip Hedl drawing an interference penalty. Uh, the Rangers are up 4-2 to at this point with about seven minutes or so remaining in the third period. So this was kind of the dagger here, you know, the, the goal that gave the Rangers a three-goal lead, you know, getting pretty late in the third period. Um, didn't start all that great. You know, the power play started with Mika Zibanejad making an errant pass out of the Rangers' zone. Uh, and again, the Rangers maintaining possession, you know, they're they're cycling the puck, they're, they're moving the puck around a little bit, but um, nothing really was developing here. There were too many guys that were just kind of stationary and nobody really looking to shoot the puck. They eventually picked it up. They eventually, late in this power play, started to get some chances, and the top power play unit was out there for the whole time because I don't think there was a single uh, play stoppage during this whole man advantage here for the Rangers, but you eventually get Kane making a cross-ice pass to Mika Zibanejad for a one-timer. The save is made. Patrick Kane then puts one off the post. Uh, he has another shot, gets stopped, but he gets his own rebound, makes a backhand pass over to Mika Zibanejad for the one-timer and the goal. A great backhanded pass by Patrick Kane there and a great finish by Mika Zibanejad on the doorstep. They actually scored this goal here with exactly one second remaining in the power play. So it was nice to see them eventually, you know, get a goal there. Power play didn't start great, but they stuck with it. They got one in and, um, you know, hopefully that's a sign of things to come going forward. And then the fourth power play, I mean... This one, I don't even really count because at this point, this is after all the fisticuffs, which we're going to discuss in just a second. The Rangers were up five to two at this point. There were like three minutes and 30 seconds remaining in the game. At that point, I think your focus is on, you know, just making sure you don't allow any shorthanded chances. You got a three-goal cushion, uh, making sure you're taking care of each other out there because this game was getting nasty and uh, just get out of there with the two points and the win. And that's what the Rangers did. Uh, they didn't do a whole lot on the fourth power play, but again, I, I don't think that scoring a goal there was really the priority, you know, given the situation, how much time was left and what the score was, and the fact that the temperature uh, was very quickly rising in this game, which is what we're going to talk about in just a second here. I want to get to that, all the fisticuffs, all the extracurriculars that occurred here, and we're going to do that in just a second. But first, we got to let everybody know that today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by Bilt Bar. Looking for a delicious treat but don't want all the fat and calories, then you got to try a Bilt Bar. What makes Bilt Bar so good? For starters, they are covered in 100% real chocolate. That's right, real chocolate. And they come in unbelievably delicious flavors like churro, peanut butter brownie, and coconut almond. I'm not sure how Bilt does it, but these bars taste like a candy bar while maintaining amazing macros. And what's even better is that they are healthy. Only 130 calories and 4 grams of sugar with a whopping 17 grams of protein. And now, you don't need to wait around to get a box. For years, we've been talking about ordering your Built Bars at Built.com. Now, you can get them at your local Walmart or Sam's Club. That's right. Head to your nearest Walmart today, walk to the pharmacy section, and grab yourself a box of Built Bars. You can pick up a 4-bar box of cookies and cream, double chocolate, or coconut puffs. If you're close to Sam's Club, run in and grab a 13-bar box with our hip flavors, brownie batter, and churro, and you can thank us later. All right, let's go ahead and keep everything rolling, get to uh, something that I'm sure a lot of people want to hear about and we're kind of buzzing about on social media or just kind of in general after this game ended here. Uh, the, the fisticuffs that happened near the end of this game. For starters, uh, there was a fight between VZ and Irwin at the end of the second period. And up to this point in the game, there hadn't been a whole lot of fisticuffs. I mean, some hitting here and there. And uh, there was one skirmish that I can remember in front of the Ranger net. You know, they were trying to stuff the puck home. Rangers were trying to stop them. You get the whistle, you get some pushing and shoving, but nothing too crazy. 
honestly, probably less than you would expect for a Rangers versus Caps game. But all of a sudden, VZ and Irwin were fighting at the end of the second period. Uh, no big punches really landed. Irwin landed on top of VZ, so I guess you give him a slight win there, I guess. But um, the, the weird thing about this to me, they never really showed a replay of what started this. The announcers, and I thought the announcers were good in this game. We were watching on TNT, all of us collectively. Um, but... Yeah, they, they never really showed what led to this. I mean, did did one of them hit the other? Was was uh, Irwin trying to spark his team because they were down, I think, by two goals at that point in the game? I'm not really sure. Next thing you know, they're fighting, and um, yeah, both of them to the sin bin for five minutes, and we move on. But uh, we go to the third period, and again, nothing too crazy, nothing too out of the ordinary here, uh, you know, for the most part in this third period. But right after the Rangers made it 5-2, to two, uh, we've got Ovechkin and Goodrow coming together. Now, I got to be fair here. Uh, Ovechkin was over the Ranger blue line. Goodrow approached him, and it seemed like Goodrow kind of like got his arm, his forearm up high into Ovechkin's face area. I mean, I'm, I'm not sure if it was on purpose. It certainly could have been. Um, you know, Ovechkin had delivered a pretty big hit on Barkley Goodrow earlier in the game. And uh, like I said, there's just no love lost between these teams. So, uh, you know, something's going to happen. But it looked like Goodrow, you know, got him with a little bit of a forearm at that point in the game. But then, I mean, you talk about um, what I, I think can, you know, generously be called an overreaction. You've got Ovechkin following Goodrow around the entire rink, you know, into the Ranger zone, whacking him with his stick, cross-checking him, whacking him again. Uh, you know, took a, a pretty good swing with his stick and hit him there. Uh, it just continued to escalate. And finally, they call Ovechkin for a penalty, uh, you know, about on his fifth or sixth cross-check slash slash, you know, that, that he did here to Barclay Goodrow. Uh, and then, you know, so you get the penalty. This is all about 3.30 to go in the game. You've got Tom Wilson trying to get in Mikola's face. And then Goodrow comes over and kind of shoves Wilson in his face. And TNT in all their infinite wisdom, decides to go to a commercial while this is happening. But they come back from the commercial, and they at least show us uh, what happened here. But yeah, Wilson and Goodrow, they dropped the gloves. The linesman right on top of this, and they were breaking it up um, before it ever really got started. You also had uh, Mikola and Farabee dropping the gloves, uh, you know, a little bit off to the side, you know, near the red line uh, there on the ice. But uh, I would say Mikola won that fight. You know, obviously it was, there wasn't a whole lot to it, but I, I think Mikola, uh, you know, landed a punch or two there. So that was good. Uh, Ovechkin is given a game misconduct. Everybody else gets five for fighting. The good news here is that, you know, Goodrow and, and Mikola and Farabee and Wilson, they all got five minutes for fighting. There was only, like I said, about 3.30 to go in the game at this point. And so that means that, you know, Wilson has to head to the locker room and he can't get back out onto the ice. So we, we don't have to worry about that. We don't have to worry about Tom Wilson coming back into the game and cross-checking somebody in the throat or, you know, doing whatever it is that Tom Wilson does. He, he was done and we don't have to see him again this season. We know that, uh, you know, the Rangers escaped any kind of a cheap shot or any kind of a nonsense, any kind of nonsense from Tom Wilson, which is obviously a good thing. Um, you know, it is what it is. The temperature rose at the end. I'm sure the Caps are frustrated with, uh, you know, pretty much getting their you-know-what's handed to them in their own building here and falling further and further out of uh, playoff position. I don't think they're officially eliminated. I didn't check the standings today, but uh, they are, they are you know, really up against it now. It certainly seems like their lengthy playoff streak is uh, finally going to snap here. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, I figure we could pretty much call it there for today. You know, we, we got through the fisticuffs there, and, uh, you know, coming up for the Rangers, we got, uh, you know, a home game against Tampa on Wednesday. We may as well just go ahead and go through the remaining Rangers schedule here together real quick before we call it a day. There's only five games left, so why not? So, yes, five games left, 
home game against Tampa on Wednesday at 7.30, then at the Blues for the second game of a back-to-back on Thursday at 8, and then we get three more games. They all start at 7, at the Blue Jackets on Saturday, home against the Sabres on Monday, and home against the Leafs on Thursday. That's the regular season finale. And then, yes, we are there. We are at the Stanley Cup playoffs, and we can all lose our collective minds uh, watching you know, the Rangers in, in the playoffs against either the uh, the Devils or Canes because it can't be anybody else. It has to be uh, one of those two teams. That's the only two teams that the Rangers can match up with. It should also be pointed out that the Rangers uh, cannot do worse than third place in the Metro Division. They, they have clinched at least third, and that's why we know for sure that it's going to be either the Devils or Canes because they can't fall out of uh, the top three either. So... Canes, Devils, Rangers, those will be your top three teams in the Metro Division. They could still finish in any order. We'll keep an eye on that, uh, and we'll see how this whole thing shakes out. But yes, Rangers will be playing either the Devils or Canes at the start of the playoffs. One other thing I wanted to point out here, you know, I barely talked about Igor Shosturkin in this episode, and he made a lot of really nice saves and a really strong game for Igor Shosturkin. And, uh, you know, there was a situation in the third period where there's a crazy scramble in the crease. He did a nice job keeping the puck out there. Also made a ridiculous glove save against Adi Kubel. Um, I think the Rangers were up 4-1 to at that point in the game, but really strong performance by Igor. One of the reasons, though, that I—I I mean, we're going to talk about Igor from time to time because, obviously, he's a very important player on this team. He's one of the best goalies on the planet. You guys know everything there is there needs to be known about Igor Shosturkin. But, you know, I'm almost at the point right now where he's played so well recently that I, I think we're getting to the point where we know that we're getting— the best version of Igor Shosturkin. This is the best he's played all season. The last handful of games here, however far you want to go back, his last five games, his last 10 games, whatever it might be. Um, but Igor Shosturkin peaking at the perfect time here right before the playoffs start. And obviously, uh, we hope and we expect him to carry that right into the postseason because uh, the Rangers are going to need their Vesna winning uh, goaltender to play like a Vesna winning goaltender if they're going to make a run at this thing. And once again, I have every reason to expect that we will get that from Igor Shosturkin because he's playing at the top of his game right now. Uh, I figure we could pretty much call it there for today. Once again, if you'd like to get in touch with this podcast, please send an email to LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. Once again, that is LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. And definitely give us a follow on Twitter as well, at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Once again, that is at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. And definitely subscribe to Locked On New York Rangers YouTube channel. Thanks again, guys. I'll see you next time. Thanks for making Lockdown New York Rangers your first listen every day. Now make your second listen game to game NHL. Every moment, every top performance, every result. Lockdown Game to Game covers every game from across the NHL with local analysis that only Lockdown can deliver. Follow Game to Game on Lockdown NHL, available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts.